Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. I'm so happy Cause today from my friends You're in my head I'm so ugly That's okay Cause so are you Programmers Sunday morning Is every day For all I care And I'm not scared Light my candles In our days Cause I found God Travis, how are you? I'm doing well, Jim. How are you today? I'm good. So we are going to, uh, I don't know, we don't, we don't really have the same direction this week that we're going to have next week, because next week we're going to have a guest. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, just recently been informed of this. Let's just get it out there right now, right from the, head of the, from the beginning of the episode, let's put it out there. All right. Um, so, like, we got a stripper coming on? Yes. Oh my god! Exotic dancer, if you will. Exotic dancer, mm-hmm. and but yet also a blogger or a podcaster. I, I'll, let's ask her. Let's, I mean, you know, basically, here's what happened. All right, we're just gonna get right into the show, folks. Um, I was going to. I'm trying to find women from extreme. Uh, areas, so I'd like, like to extreme find occupations or extreme areas like li- it, lifestyle, like, occupation, just that that uh, would have very polar or seemingly polar points of view mm-hmm. on things. And um, I have seven sisters, right? So uh, I obviously have a different point of view than a lot of my friends do about women. I've learned that you notice. Yes, I, yes. I'm able to. I don't know. Uh, the code's clear to me, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like the language they speak, I see it. I see the whole undercurrent. Oh yeah, yeah. You're very, you're very in between the lines. Thank you. Yeah, it's all from my sisters. Yeah, I have younger, older. I, I feel like they've let yeah. me in on the secret. Yeah. Anytime I've got something going on, or um, any of our friends, we're always like, man, what? this and this, and you're always like, okay, this is exactly what's happening. <laughs> And we'll be like, yeah, shut the fuck up. What do you know? Fuck you. And then sure as shit, a week later, it plays out exactly the way you, not maybe like exact, but like 90% of the way you said it would. And it's, and I never get the phone call. Hey, Jim, you were right. I, I, I hear about it. And then it's like, well, no, you didn't go exactly the way you said, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Well, usually when we would take our walks and stuff, you know, it'd be just more like, yeah, it happened that way. Because you will, you'll laugh, you'll laugh, you'll be like, oh, you fucko, I saw that guy, so yeah, you know, you don't want to quite admit it, you know, you're just like, yeah, yeah, wasn't like, like, okay, nine out of ten things happened, all right, but you still fucked up on one, man. Even Obi-Wan had a tale recently where he had uh, met a new young lady, and I told him, I told him, I'm like, this behavior means she probably hasn't left Oh yeah, the past boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And then he like he likes to like take the opposing side of it as the attorney. He's like, well, what about this? And on this night, she did this, and I let, was introduced to this person. Let me present to you exhibits A through Z. <laughs> Can I tell you something off subject? What's I don't it? even like to do my 
my Obi-Wan impression because yours is so good. <laughs> Thanks. Really? I love it when you do yours. Yours is so much better. <laughs> it really is spot on. For those of you that haven't met Obi-Wan, it is spot fucking on. Uh, but I've been working at it a while. What can I say? So I thought, well, I'm going to, I want to, but the first guest I truly wanted to get was going to be a nun. Oh, that would have been awesome. Not, they're not into it. Do you know this? They're not into what? Like they're insulted that you want to interview them because you think, you know, you're a nun. I'm interested in what it's like to be a nun. And when I, I kind of break it down to them, honestly, like, I don't want to know your day to day. I want to know like the psychology of being a nun. How do you, I think I can make this happen. We need one. Um, I think my step aunt or no, she quit. She was about to become, become a nun and then she quit. So she must have a friend that's a nun that will like lay it down for us. Or well, I mean, she could probably lay it down. I mean, because she actually quit. So I mean, she's been through it though. I mean, she was of that mindset at one time. So she is she under forty? No. Well, I'm looking for a conventional. You know, because all Why of our do, viewers, all of our viewers are right around forty five or younger, right in that demographic. Yeah, even down as far as like we have a fifteen year old that listens to us. And we do. We do. And actually, not that I know all of our fans, but I happen to know this one in particular fan. So. Yeah, we have a long... How do you know this 15-year-old fan? It's family. Okay. Family. All right. So we have, a lo- we have a, quite a breadth of, you know, different ages that listen, and it would be nice to have somebody that seemed like they were one of us, not, not like grandma nun. Right, right. What, what, what are they called? Like the headmistress or something? Do they yeah. use mistress in the church? Oh, yeah. They probably can't use that word. <laughs> Head nun? Seem, Lead nun? not seem right at all. <laughs> nun number one? <laughs> I, I want to bring my sister on. Yes. Uh, she, she actually runs a magazine and a podcast and a website that is all about empowering women. So why all of a sudden the interest in bringing women onto the... Is it just because like they get enough dude like? Dude stuff with the two of us, so like we don't need to bring another dude on the show, or like would I, you be opposed I, to having male guests for this little run? Okay, like this little run of guests. So we're gonna basically try and experiment here. Well, girls are aliens, dude. Yeah, they're aliens. They're from a different planet altogether. Venus, right? Sure, maybe it's uh. probably not even been discovered yet. Like we're looking, searching the skies for aliens. Just lean over to your right. That's yeah. the alien. Well, I, I definitely don't think they're Jupiterian. No, it's uh. too dense. Yeah, a year lasts a long time there. I would think though, Uranian. No, I would think that even other girls are Plutonian. fascinated by girls because the behavior is so inconsistent. Like boys, you can kind of it's pretty predictable. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, typically when I'm around girls, girls like to talk about other girls. Um, you know, dudes will, will, will talk about other fellas, but not, not to like a huge extent. It's like, do I know the guy? Not really. I don't know, fuck am I going to talk? You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, like, did he do anything cool? Did he hit like a cool, you know, out of the park home run? No. Well, the fuck am I talking? Did he put something funny up on the internet? Oh, okay. Cool. Can we? Talk about something else. Has your like girlfriend or sister or whatever ever kind of like walked in front of you in a very public situation? You've gotten a chance to like kind of be the fly on the wall and see how people have interacted with them, men, passerbys, other women, and you're kind of like you know picking up the vibe. Yeah, that is pretty much why I want to pick a, a few 
uh, different extreme examples of the fair sex and say, what is your life like? Okay. So just, yeah, try out the different demographics. Yeah. So why does the nun have to be 40 again? I just wanted her to be younger so it was yeah, more yeah. identifiable. Okay. You know, someone who was, say, born in the you know, 40s or 30s is going to be less, uh, you know, they're going to have a, a little bit different point of view. They would have been exposed to different things. The expectation would be different. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I know anyone that's in the running for none. In the age of the dick pic, how does one become a nun? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's probably how one becomes a nun. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I don't want any more of those. Yeah, it's frightening. <laughs> so I, uh, I was kind of sharing this with Obi Wan one night over text, and I was like, "Would you wanna, would you wanna come with me to a couple of you know?" I, I kind of laid it down, and when we got to the an exotic dancer portion of it. He's like, let me handle it. <laughs> I'm in. It was over text, so I can only imagine the level of excitement, but he's like, I have got this. <laughs> I can do this. He was probably like, the phone was probably sitting directly on his boner. <laughs> <laughs> he was excited. I really thought that you, exactly the way you just said it. I thought he was like primed and ready to take this as a, you know, as a vehicle to just going out and meeting a bunch of these girls, right? Right. He goes the other way. Just like with his resume, he goes the other way. <laughs> it's never when you think he's going to go. No, he contacts a friend in upper management uh-huh. who then could go through another senior partner of one of these businesses right. who could then sift through their their stable <laughs> their to find stable. someone who will represent the business. Right, right, and right. So, the chick we have coming in, as I understand it, is all business. So they picked like their best representative to come and try to sparkle up, sparkle shine their name a little bit here. I don't know. I haven't spoken to her yet. Yeah, because I, I, I don't not, know. We're not going to be having her on here to promote a fucking club. Well, right. She, she's welcome to talk about what she does and, and where and, she and, works. And what she, as much as she wants to say, she can say. And we're, I'm not going to trash her club. Right. I mean, I want them to get business, and I appreciate them. You know, giving or, or finding a guest for us. They really went out of their way. They have no reason to do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they? Well, other than promo, <laughs> which you know, not like we're like you know scoring like Joe Rogan numbers here. So well, if she doesn't, if she doesn't, she may have a change of heart. She may want. You know, protect her privacy. She, she may hear whatever. this right now going like, oh, man. Douchebags, right. Yeah. Possibly. But that's what I don't want to be. I don't want to have like a Howard Stern talk where we're like. Well, that was the first thing I thought when you told me this. Like instantly I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like I literally asked you that question. I was like, I didn't realize we were doing Howard Stern. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't want to. Howard sh- Stern does Howard Stern. We do us. I don't want to stand in the street and look at Big Ben. I want to like look at the gears. Okay. Like, what makes this clock tick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go inside. Right. Whoa, that just sounded... <laughs> in a non-Howard Stern way, right. Right, in a non-Howard Stern way, go inside and look at the gears. But Obi-Wan didn't take this the way I thought he would. I thought he would use this as, like, an opportunity to, like, literally delve into the world. Yeah. You know, like, like he had a free card to go meet a bunch of hot girls. Right. Did not do... It didn't do that at all. So he just took it very professionally? Yeah. They Shocking. Even, he even handled the first phone call with her so he could kind of prep her with, well, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. And then he's like, you know, uh, uh, you're going to launch your YouTube channel and you should, uh, we should probably tape this. And then I, I told him that I, it was kind of a surprise for you, not like a, hey, tell, 
tell Travis we have a surprise, but like... Right, like, oh, here's your stripper. Like, I have a show idea surprise. Yeah, yeah. So then he told you you had a surprise. Cause, yeah, because you just gave him a surprise recently, the cool Hunter S. Thompson comics. Badass. So in my head, I'm thinking I'm getting, like, a surprise like this. <laughs> I'm getting wall art. Yeah. And it's like, oh... A stripper. Right. You know, I don't really go to strip clubs. She might consider herself an exotic dancer. Exotic dancer. You know, I don't go to exotic dancer clubs. Well, I have and do. I guess you could say I do because whenever my friends want to go, my wife is, she could give a shit. Right, right. You know, have a ball. I've never given her a reason to care. Yeah, I've just had terrible experiences. You know my experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they sound like we've, we've actually got them cataloged within our... Within our, our back, yeah, wasn't that on? Uh, yeah. That was on the beta cast, wasn't that? Like, I think that was like on like one of the first ones that we did, where it was like, oh, we might have something here. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because I talked about my experience and how terrifying it was. Then you talked about I your don't experience. Think we released that one. Yeah, we didn't release that that's one. That's not. Oh, released. that's a hidden gem for you guys. Yeah, I think that's number sixteen, and sixteen hasn't been released. Yeah, was sixteen the one where we talked I'm about pretty sure strippers? I'm like pretty the, sure because I don't like openly share that. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that that was the one. Yeah, like a lot of people, a lot of people like that one. It's still downloaded and traded around. And wow, I'm sure you can find it if you want to get out there and find it. Yeah, but nonetheless, so uh, he didn't go that way. He did not. He did not take advantage of this position whatsoever. And we do, in fact, have someone who's going to come in and take it serious. Who's probably more experienced than we are. Right. She's just going to, like, school us. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. She, I, I think she either participated in or had a pod before. The, I, I, don't, I don't know the history. So this is what we'll find out, I guess, to right. next week. Right. So next week, when you tune in, we're going to have a guest. Yes. So that's, uh, that's his, uh, the best, brightest news that I have for next week. It's no longer a big surprise. Yeah. And Obi-Wan will probably listen to this, and he will hear now that the he, he was all jacked up, dude. He wanted to like you to walk in the room on camera, see like uber hot chick, and then just be tripping over your words. Like, yeah, but he knows that I'm not him. Like, I don't get that way. <laughs> like, I'm told she's a good-looking girl. Okay. Okay. I mean, we'll see what happens. And she's a, well, am I in the right place? Kind of a good looking girl. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Jim's office. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's probably what it'd be. More, more shock. Just <laughs> the fuck did I? I'm here. I'm here. This is definitely the <laughs> office. Right. I, and it wasn't even supposed to go that way. But uh, we appreciate, well, at least I appreciate, you're just getting used to it. You just found out this yeah, was happening. Yeah, I'm just kind of, well, and then in my head, you know who I thought that it was. Yes, the surprise guest. Yes, and you wanted me to bring on one of our one of one of the people that we're fans of and you're yes. fans of. But that being said, so I was like all pumped. I was like, "Oh, dude, is it this guy? Is it this guy? Are you bringing this guy on?" Like, no, no. I was like, "Oh, well, they want my surprise, right?" <laughs> I'm telling you, this is going to be cool. All right, I, she's been thoroughly vetted. I'm. How is this my surprise? I I'm think ex- this is still more like Obi Wan's surprise. No, because he's not going to be here taping. Okay. I don't even know if this person is okay having themselves. You know, I don't know if they use their real names. Right. I don't know if she wants it out. We're, we're going to find out. We're going to find out some stuff. Pretty much this is on her terms because I have a lot. I have lots and lots of questions. Yeah, I have like zero right now. I, how? 
Like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I literally had no time to prep for it. You've had how long? I'm, and you could ask me, you could tell me right now we were going to have a firefighter on and I'd be like, I got questions. Yeah. Well, that's the way you are with anyone. <laughs> I got questions. <laughs> hey guy walking the Brown Terrier. I've got questions. Like I know this chick that's an IRS agent and I'm trying to get her on the show. I got a lot of questions. I already, oh God, no. Cause like you literally, no, no. you literally, uh, you, these people have a lot of other people's lives in their hands. Yeah. I don't want to see, no. You're like worried you're going to get audited. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not going to happen, dude. <laughs> but how interesting, that's a totally male dominated field. You, what, you IRS? Watch, oh yeah. Huh. I don't know IRS people, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that whole the, every hoop that girls are forced to jump through mm-hmm. that we are not right. It's crazy the way that they see the world, what areas they think are dangerous, what 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 worries them when they go out, what their jobs like, what the expectations are like, how they're treated. Like you know how you and I, for instance, this girl coming in, you and I know how we treat girls at a strip club. Right. We aren't catcalling and you know show us all this. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, we're almost kind of there like. You know, you're very good looking, but I feel like I shouldn't be here. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we handle it. I mean, you know, I I understand this is your art. You're putting on a show. Mm -hmm. I I will applaud you. Uh, Keep in mind, you know, that's not my art. This is not what I I do. So, uh, you know, you do your job. You know, you do your dancey dancey. I'll do my job. I'll do the clappy clappy. And let's get out, you know, let's get out of here happy. Do you think you'll find that she doesn't want your claps? She wants your green? Yeah. Because, I mean, why else would would they do that? Yeah. So, and, you know, like, for me, I just think that's something stupid to waste my green on. Like, for me, I just, I, that's not something that I want to put my hard-earned money towards. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Oh, God. So, of all of the things you throw money at, go to a movie go to a show, an exceptionally beautiful person. It's not like it's money wasted. Yeah, it is, man. I don't want to like pay money to get blue balled. See, I don't have that experience. Like I'm not watching them hovering and panting like, I cannot believe this is a race I cannot run. <laughs> you know, it's just, but it is a race you can't run. It depends. I suppose. I mean, you have more experience experience with that world than i do yeah having having dated girls from that, that were world, yeah. that were strippers or were entertainers of, of some sort I, I i have seen another side of it but when you're dating them you don't get the answers to the questions that we might be able to get from this young lady right it's a totally different dynamic and uh when you don't have somebody who's coming in and freely talking they give you everything's roses and bunnies like oh yeah so let's just let's just go back here and talk and i'm so much a song and isn't this great and it's totally synthetic yeah i could see that but if you see a girl on stage and she's her her dance isn't a peep show but is like truly like a dance you can tell the difference you can tell the difference in the girls that go up stage you can like rock it and then there's girls that go on stage that are like that just show it yeah, you know, just throwing the V up and throw a dollar. Yeah. I understand that it is a strip club and that it is, in a lot of people's minds, bad taste. But I also want to talk about, isn't that kind of bullshit? 25% of the internet is nothing but pornography. <laughs> people obviously like it. 
the internet, I feel like, is a big thing. Like, if we were yeah. to have a room, it would be pretty big. Yeah, yeah, just just a little, just a little huge. I feel like, uh, I don't know, uh, you're lying, and that sex is actually pretty important to most people, yeah. and we get it in these sort of individual I mean, single servings. The only reason any of us are here is because of sex, because people did it. And that is exactly why I want to talk to so many different girls from so many different areas, because I feel like more than men, you know, men are always chasing. The dog's always chasing the car. Right. What's it like to be the car in all these different situations? (laughs) The car. Yeah. What's it like to constantly be, you know, because for every attractive, good looking guy that comes up to a girl and they're, you know, they interact, there's... 90 or 100 that are undesirable. Right. And even if it is a good-looking guy... Uh, His personality could be totally shit. Or do you want to be approached that way? Do you want to have a sexual undertone to whether or not someone sent an email? Yeah. And what expectation is there? I don't know. I've known some girls that love the attention. I've known other girls that just think it's gross. I want to hear from both. Yeah. If over time, I I don't need to make it a series, but if over time we could have some guests that have interesting points of view on the subject, my ears are wide open. And yes, I have several, several questions. (laughs) Oh, man. So I might be I might be a little quiet next week, folks. I don't think that's going to be the case. You don't think the only reason you would be quiet is because you're so burned out from your gig, Mm. your gig, your new gig, your new hours. They've got you burned out. Yeah, I'm a little. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully in the next two weeks that'll be getting better. You're crispy like a stoner. (laughs) What? Yeah, you're just kind of like walking around in a fog. Yeah, 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 without having the enjoyment of being high. Is it that the hours are bouncing around? You're having to get up early or what's the deal? Hours uh, hours are bouncing around, um, picking up more hours than I'm used to having. Uh, just uh, the nature of the job that I've taken on now, a lot more responsibility, a lot more stress. So, I mean, it's just like a full work day. I mean, it just, you know, until I get used to it, I mean, it, it feels like, you know, it used to be just your work day was part of your day. Now mm-hmm. it feels like the work day is like all of my day. Does that make sense? I'm probably a bad candidate. Yeah, you are. So... So here's the difference, because you don't say the difference. Travis is a big believer in the four-day work week. Yes, I am. He does not live to work. No, I he, work to live. He works to live, and if he could scale back the amount that he worked and lived more, it would be a far more fulfilling life for him. Very much so. Now, I am... As I've said before, busy all the time. Right. I love to be busy. I love to have lots of different things going on. I wish there were a hundred copies of myself so I could do all the shit I want to do. All right, multiplicity. If, if that were possible, <laughs> and all of the all of the knowledge from each one of my minions just filled my brain with the experience, I would be completely and totally <laughs> thrilled about it. All right. Would your minions get the shared experience too from you? Mm. Yeah. I don't want to share. Yeah. Exactly. See. I don't want but, to share. but they're going to be their own people. Oh God, we're we're going to fucking talk multiplicity now, aren't we? We're going to talk about. Let's not do that. Let's not go down that road. What we're talking about, though, is a, a fundamental difference in how the trade takes place for you. The tra- just giving the hours that you do give, which are, and I'm not tooting my own horn here, but you work roughly half to 
I work, I work what your day. average normal person works right, right. now. Right. And I work double Which to two Most and a half people times. come five o'clock on Friday are ready to be done with their 40 hours. That's enough. They're not sitting there going, God, that was so easy. I could so just fucking double that. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? That's not the thought process. Fucking ties are getting loosened, you know, at like fucking 457. Ties are getting loosened, you know. Cell phones are already starting to come out of pockets. People are thinking, fuck this shit. Now it's time to go have fun. This is what I worked for. It's time to go have fun. You're sitting here. How could I possibly double that? How could I like add more work? Now, granted, you know, it's cool. You know, that's that's what you do uh, for me. I'm thinking, like, after the 40 hours, I'm thinking, how can I peel this back but still live a fulfilling life? I would say that the big difference is I didn't look at the very first 40 hours like work. Okay. So when I, I'm not even looking at it like I have to or I'm obligated to or the, the days just get filled up. They get filled up with, and I want to do more than I did the day before. All right. And it, it, didn't, it didn't present itself that way. But there again lies another big difference. You work for somebody. Right. So You're your own boss. If I work for somebody, I can tell you right now, right. I would share your sentiments 100%. Okay. All right. Good to know. It, and I think if I was working for the love of my, you know, if I was my own boss and working for the own love of it, in a way, the... You know, if it didn't feel like work, then I could easily see myself putting in 60, 70, 80 hours a week just because if it doesn't feel like work, it's probably not work. Right. I think that that is a big difference in the way that it happens. Now, I have worked for other people and I have been fired a lot. (laughs) I I can see this. I talk back. Yeah. You know, we covered this last week. So many questions. So many questions. I don't want shit explained to me. Don't just send me out in front the front line and tell me to take a knee and wait until they shoot first. And if you're not dead, return fire. Right, right. You know, this shit's got to make sense or I'm not doing it. Yeah. Well, usually whenever I interview at a new place, I always typically tell, you know, they always say, well, what do you look for from boss? And me being a military brat, you know, you're always like, well, you don't want that general sitting in the rear going, charge, you know? I'll uh, I'll have a toast to those of you uh, that don't make it back. No, you want someone that's going to fucking go up there on the lines with you and say, fucking follow me and lead you into battle. Now, granted, you know, we're not exactly, bullets aren't exactly flying where I'm working. No, but. It's quite I, the opposite. We're trying to keep people alive. It's clear but, what you're saying, though. Ivory tower yeah. management is bullshit. Yeah. You know, I mean, anyone. Think about it. Does anyone ever respect the boss that's just like the delegator? And that's all he does is delegates. And you're like, holy shit, dude. If like a fucking higher, someone higher up than you came in and then told you to go do something, would you even be able to do it? Now you're going to be fucking out on your ass because you don't know how to do your job. Aren't the most beloved people that are in a position where they delegate tasks also identified for shielding the people that are out doing the test. Like, you know what? You guys are going to go do this, and I'm going to have to deal with this other bullshit here. Right. I'm going to make it easier for you to do what you do because I'm going to stand in front of this other thing that's trying to come right, down on us. Right, right. Yep. And then I'm everybody's gonna, in the boat. Yeah, I'm just going to let you... I'm going to make it so all you got to do is do your fucking job, and then, you know, you can clock out. You're behind that guy. Yeah, totally. And then if he comes and helps out along the way, Great. The dickhead playing Jenga by himself in his office because he's got nothing better to do. Yeah, then I just won't work for that dude. Yeah, exactly. 
It's just, oh, yeah, you go do this, you go do that. You, you, you. Fuck that. Fuck that guy. We've all worked for him. Fuck him. So, but you're not working for that person now. No, no. I you mean, you have a good environment you're working in. Yeah, it's just a matter of just kind of, you know, recalibrating myself to it all. So, I mean, it's been what, like three weeks now? So, you think I should be pretty close to getting recalibrated, but. And you've told them about the rules, right? So, there's uh, rules now. Yep, I'm not allowed to talk about. It's really about all I can do is keep my conversation about my job as generic as possible. Right. So to be specific, he cannot tell you where he works. He cannot give you stories about who he works with because there are laws in place. I can't really even. Yeah. And to be honest with you, if I really want to protect my ass, I can't really tell you what I do. Right. Even though I think you know what I do. Right. Well, we've we've been able to keep it somewhat brief. Um, Vague. We've been able to keep it vague, not brief. Yeah. And... uh, so where we used to share stories before of where he worked before, this is kind of taking away from his, uh, I don't know, your arsenal of topics. Right. So when you can't talk about something that takes up the bulk of your week and then you're burned out from starting this new job and trying to like learn everything that's necessary to learn, by the time he's getting home at night, he's just literally like, like you'll text him and even his text seems lazy. Like he's an extra A where there doesn't need to be one. He's just <laughs> too maxed out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, I, I don't know so much since we've launched if we, I mean, I would talk stories about the liquor store when I worked at the liquor store. Lots. But um, I didn't really go to, into too much. The, the characters we really went more into in beta than we did since launch. True. So, but I would tell you stories. I'd be like, man, I had this fucking nut job come in the other day. Can't do that now. Like if I get a nut job come in and believe me, in my field, you, you get some nut jobs and you get some colossal nut jobs and you can't talk about that. Actually, I don't even know that I can talk about that. Why don't you stop there and let's talk about what you can't, because I think I found a loophole. Okay. A legitimate loophole that won't get you in trouble. All right. So you do not talk to us about exactly what you do. You can't talk to you about what I do. Right. And you can't talk to me about who you work with in terms of the customers. Right. However. The patients. You can talk customers. to us about coworkers. Mm, actually, I was told it would probably be best that I don't do that either because then they can be placed. There's too many dots that could possibly connect. Even though they're vague dots, they could still possibly connect. To what? To, say, a patient who then might somehow get exposed. I don't know. Right. So we don't talk about any... I mean, it's just best to keep my mouth fucking shut. It's going to be impossible. It's so hard. It's It's going to be impossible. It's killing me, but I got to do it. I mean, I do take take patient privacy very seriously, though. I mean, you have to in my field. Right, but you work with people that don't necessarily work in the patient field. There's other people in this environment you work with and interact with, is what I'm saying. Once again, though, it's not that goofy cast of characters that you had at the liquor store. You know, this is, I'm the only single person there. So he doesn't mean that to our married listeners. Like, <laughs> like if you're married, you're just dead. You're uninteresting. There's just nothing right, fun right, about right. you. But I mean, it's like, like, you know, so they all, you know, they've, Basically, they've got their stories about their spouses or their kids that they like to tell. And it's not, you know, it's not kind of like, dude, did you catch Game of Thrones last night type conversations or, 
oh, dude, this fucked up thing happened the other day. Typically, we're way too busy to really fucking talk and get to know each other. Man, I'm really searching here. I know. I know. I know. I just, I I think this is going to be a dead-end topic that we can't go into. How can we really talk to you? If we don't talk to you about well, I'm not my job. Elements, certain I, elements. I'd like to think I'm not my job. You are the last two weeks. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, like I said, you as can't I adapt, even muster the enthusiasm for a beautiful girl to come on your show. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little tired. <laughs> However, we were talking pre-show, so Travis and I were always talking. You know, we talk even when we're not taped. If you can believe that, endlessly, we can just. It's probably annoying for people around us. Anyway, uh, we were talking. I did not know that he has, what would you call it? Is it a hobby? I don't know if it's a hobby because I don't know if I'm a hobbyist. I've got like this dream. I've always had this dream since I first saw the movie Aliens. Is it an ambition or a dream? Because it's not really a dream because it's attainable. Yeah. Ambition of a dream. Dream of an ambition. We're not saying this right. I don't know. Okay. So ever since I was like 10, 11, and I first saw the movie Aliens, I've always wanted to write the prequel to it. What happens to the colonists before, you know, Ripley and the Marines show up and what happens in the movie Aliens happens. Because there's this whole other story, you know, like when they arrive, the place is just a ghost town. Well, how did it become a ghost town? I've always wanted to tell that story. I've always been fascinated by that. How did Newt survive for so long? How did... You know, I mean, there's just so many unanswered questions because James Cameron did such a good job of just putting all this detail into the set. And that's really what it comes from, the set design. Some of my favorite parts of Aliens isn't even like the dialogue, which is insane, you know, or the action because the dialogue and the action are great in that. But just the ambiance and the environment of the sets and the sets almost paint a story. Like I'll start... so. Ever since I was a kid, I've always tried to figure out what happened. You have to figure out, you know, what, 157 people, how they get killed and essentially wiped out by this, you know, alien organism. And there'll be little things you don't notice like, oh, I didn't notice that that grouping of bullet holes on the wall there. Great. Now I got to come up with another story for how those came along. You know, why are the lights flickering? I didn't notice that before. Fuck. Oh, there's a bloody handprint on a door. And you're talking about the movie Aliens. Aliens, the second one, the James Cameron one. Right. With Get Away From Her, You Bitch. So if you haven't seen it, there's going to be a few spoilers here. If you haven't seen it, just... Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I got to stop myself. Do you know how many movies you and I did not see that were 20 years, made 20 years before we were born? Yeah, The I list suppose. is I suppose. substantial. Just, it, it typically constantly ranks in the top 50 movies of all time. Typically, usually it's in the top 30, top 25. Is this your system or in lists you've seen? In lists, like actual published lists. Okay. So. I'm not disagreeing with you. I love the movie. Yeah. I have great. it on like four formats and you don't need it on four formats, no, but I have yeah. it on four formats. Yeah. I mean, and it was the, I mean, I don't know. The first one was special in its own way because it, it was, was the first one and it was just so. You talk to anyone that was like alive and going to movies at that time, and they'll just tell you, like, oh, God, that scene from Alien. Yeah. You know, they didn't see it coming back then. And what was it, like 1979? That was the, the first real 
introduction that we had as an audience to us really taking an alien seriously. It wasn't a green person. It wasn't a... Yeah, some like, you know, like, um, what's the instrument? The theremin. It wasn't wasn't the machines coming out of the ground. And, you know, it was like, we're deep space. We're in the future. And this is real. Yeah. And um, just John Hurt's... Was it John Hurt that played Kane? But just his performance, just that... Ugh, you know, I, I mean, you know, Giger, they use the sexual references to having the guy's face violated right. with the thing and then and then birthing it out of his chest. Like the, so, yeah, you talk to people that were of the age to watch that movie back in the 70s that went and watched it in the theater and they were just like, oh, dude, that was a game changer right there. And Aliens came out in what, 85, 86? 86. Yeah. So it took a while because the studio didn't want to. They weren't sure that they wanted to make an Alien 2. Right. Well, they were under a lot of pressure. Well, and then so they uh, Cameron wrote the treatment, and they were like, okay, that's a good treatment. Um, tell you what, you're doing this movie. What's it called? Terminator? You're doing this Terminator movie? Silly show. Yeah. All right. Tell you what, we're going to see how well this little Terminator thing you're doing turns out. And if it does well, we'll green light you working on Alien 2. What was that, 84? 84 was yeah. Terminator. So obviously Terminator comes out and just blows the shit up. And really kills it on video more than any other place. I mean, that was one of the very first video cassette hits. Yeah. I mean, Terminator was huge. I mean, fuck, Arnold Schwarzenegger pretty much. He killed it. Yeah. He killed it. It's so, a, great, a great story. Yeah. And so that's how he got to make uh, Alien. So anyway, so yeah, he just created this in-depth world. He took what Ridley Scott had started with, made this in-depth world, and you just get, you can... Because this is what I grew up on as a kid. So for me, I watched Aliens more than I watched Star Wars. And even you, Aliens is kind of a little old for your age. Yeah, yeah. I was like five when it came out. I was like four or five when it came out. So for you to be into it is pretty kind of nuts. Yeah. It's like how I'm into Jaws. I mean, it was, yeah. you know. Well, even I'm into Jaws. That Jesus. I wanted, I wanted to be a marine biographer, not biographer, biologist. And then my dad's like, oh, really? You're into sharks? You want to? You got to see this movie Jaws. How old are you? Five? Yeah, you can handle it. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I still don't get in the pool, dad. Like, without being like, all right, are they going to unleash the pool sharks on me? Do you, uh, I guess what keeps you from writing the fan fiction? Do you feel like it would be a copyright violation? Or? I think it would be a copyright. Well, yeah, because obviously I don't have the right to write it. And then second of all, never really written anything decent before. And I'm more into the technical end of it. Like I want, you know, I've been spending years and years and years on the chronology trying to piece this together. Because you got to, like I said, you got to come up with how 157 people get erratic. We're not talking like a group of 10 people here. You got to like figure out each one of these people's stories, 157 people, and how they get wiped out. Now, granted, a lot of them could be extras. Well, they're colonists, right? right? And they never saw it coming. No. But they do have that last stand moment. But even the last stand, I don't think it's as grand as people think it was. Like in the movie, they're like, last stand must have been a hell of a fight. Like you hear Hicks kind of sarcastically like, yeah. Like, nah. I think it like came down to like five last people who just, got their asses handed to them um so you have to figure out you know how did the aliens build up their numbers so quick to equalize it why didn't they get a message out to um to earth why didn't you have to there's so many things you have to think of and so 
that in of itself, just starting the charting of that is a fucking chore. And then secondly, um, I, I just think I'm shit when it comes to writing dialogue. I want to help you with this. I do. but This would be awesome. A, I would totally do this. A few episodes ago, you and I were talking about space. Right. And really, <laughs> <laughs> fucking far away everything is. Yeah. And so by the time the distress call was received by Earth and we got there, <laughs> the Earth right. would be gone. <laughs> well, now, according to Aliens timeline, uh, there's a cut scene where the guy says, okay, every time we send a message to Earth, it always takes them two weeks to get back to us. And what do they always say? They always say, don't ask. So that tells me it takes one week for transmission to get to Earth and a week for it to get back. That or the corporate bigwigs, just they're on this backwater planet, which I think is more likely. I think these bigwigs just don't give a shit about them. And they're just like, ah, eh, fuck them. Yeah, so make them wait 10, 12 days. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, Burke used them. They were expendable. He, you know, he used them for the infestation to study this new thing that could possibly net him millions of dollars. Don't we need to figure out, though, how they're going to get from place to place without it taking years? I mean, even light speed, right? No, that's already been established. We don't have to figure that out because it all takes place on the colony. But how did the Marines get to the colony? Yeah, they flew from Earth in that big ship that looked like a gun. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think I remember reading somewhere, see, yeah, we got to figure out the timeline on that because that tells you... space and time. Check. Yeah, so, but I think, I think I remember reading somewhere that it takes two weeks, that it was like a two-week ride for him or something. So that's two weeks, you know, the colony doesn't have the distress call, and then we're really talking, we're going to geek out on this? I'm geeking out right now, because I told you, the closest, the closest solar system is what, like, like 80,000 years away? But keep in mind, it's a movie, so, you know, they've got the movie time, they've discovered faster than light speed or whatever. So we're going to have to write that into it? Yeah. So it takes like, you know, so, because what does uh, Hicks we, say? Hey, what does Hicks say? Oh, yeah, we won't expect rescue until 17 days after we're overdue. So wouldn't that tell you maybe the trip is roughly 17 days? How am I going to overcome that bullshit? You know, I, when I watch a movie and they just blatantly ignore what we know to be science. <laughs> because just, they have to do it to make it work. I mean, that was already the case in... Uh, well, actually, Cameron really jumped that up because what did they say? In the first movie, they were still like a couple months away from getting home when they landed on that planet. And so then in Aliens, the Marines are able to show up no time. But, of course, 57 years has gone by during that time. So he's used that time to explain, well, we got faster. Oh, fuck load faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I have a hard time watching movies where they just ignore this shit. It's, it's crazy. The not, even something simple where a guy's just squeezing off round after round after round after round. Fires, after 10, round. Shot, fires 10 shots out of his revolver. Right. Yeah. Didn't we, I feel like we talked about this before too. When I was talking to you about like what it takes to load a clip for a gun. Like it's not easy just to pop. They don't just slide right into a gun clip. Right. You know, the first three, four rounds, they slide in fine. Yeah. After that, though, you start getting the oh, eighth, you got ninth that, round. That spring load. Yeah, oh, you Jesus gotta pack Christ. that thing down. You aren't just sitting under heavy fire, quickly loading a clip, and then you're <laughs> right. good to go. And popping it in, unloading it on the enemy. Yeah, no, 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 no. And you're not just standing, you know, like commando. Just it took a long time. 
to yeah. load the clip. You're just going to just squeeze 15 rounds off just right, willy-nilly. Yeah, you got to do it again. Right. I'm, I'm placing my bullets. I want to make sure each one counts. I'm aiming. I'm hoping to kill somebody. This is the, this is the, this is the goal. Yeah. When that's ignored, I bugs the shit out of me. Yep. Yep. Another thing that bothers me is when a dude walks up to a guy and just full roundhouse clocks him in the face. <laughs> and no damage is sustained. Right. right in the action movie, right? He just maybe he goes, oh, holds his mouth for a second. And he's ready to brawl. Yeah, again. maybe maybe has the drop coming down from the mouth. What a crock of shit! <laughs> you get cold clocked by somebody walking up to you full swing. It hurts. It hurts. Damage bad. has been done. It hurts. You aren't just flying into a double knee dragon kick to the head. Like I feel nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, man. Just getting when I was a kid playing, you know, getting into hockey fights, you know. You're just, I mean, hockey fighting, you're essentially just throwing haymakers at each other, <laughs> you know? And if one connects. One connects in the right spot. Ow. Yep. Owie. Fight's over. Yeah. Car accidents, we just abuse cars. Like, we'll just go oh, 125 yeah. miles an hour and hit a car going 30. No problem. And then I'll just, you know, do a cool spin, barrel roll, and then uh, just get out. Yeah. Oh, I've got to sustain a scratch on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Fucked up my favorite shirt. But I don't want to shit on all film. I know they're trying to like sex it up so it's interesting to watch. But when right. it's just like if you watch movies from the 80s, particularly the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. It's almost like Abbott and Costello. Lethal shit. weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just pop my shoulder in real quick. <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I can get out of this stray jacket. Oh, the, the best was um, when they, the. Uh, they took a car battery dude, to him, didn't they? I think they did. Fucking <laughs> car battery with he's sitting in, in water and they take a sponge and a car battery and just start working him was over. Was it that one or was that Tango and Cash? Nope, that's the end of Lethal Weapon One. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And Gary pre crazy Gary Busey. <laughs> then um oh speaking of aliens in the Lethal Weapon connection, Janet Goldstein, I think it is, the chick that plays Vasquez in Aliens. She plays one of the um like agents that, you know, uh Danny Glover and what is it, Riggs and Murtaugh? Yep. Work, God, they were great. They work were with. Great. And um, remember, like, she gets on her diving board and boom. Instant explosion kills her. <laughs> She's like flipping through the air, like, no loss of limbs or anything. She just does this perfect, like, you know, triple flip through the air. And I think she still lands in a dive. She was real butch in Aliens, right? She yeah, had the she was red tough. Bandana. She was tough. Yeah, she was badass. Operated one of the saws. One of the uh, yeah, yeah. One of the um, like basically like sweet hand gun. Yeah, like handheld turret. And um, yeah, she she's always getting killed in movies though. I think in Titanic, she's the uh, she's the one woman who's like um, while the Titanic's sinking, she's on the boat just crying with the kids. Or no, no, the kids are, she's like trying to calm the kids and sing them, but she knows like they're going to die. She's in Titanic. She's in Titanic. Dude, it's a James Cameron film. Of course she's in Titanic. I don't remember her in that. Yeah. Um, It's funny though. Okay. One thing. Okay. I will say this. Like a dude at work did say this to me though. He's like, dude, yeah, man. And what's like the deal with Bill Paxton? Like, like Aliens is like the only movie he ever died in. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Uh, Terminator? Aliens, Predator 2. Remember, he gets his fucking spine ripped out from him in Predator 2. What are you talking about? Aliens is the only... I'm pretty sure you can... Oh, Tombstone. He plays the younger Earp brother. Gets shot in the back while playing pool. You know? 
Yeah, You're rattling these off. You hit me cold. I'm like, Bill Paxton. First, I'm just trying to think about, okay, Bill Paxton movies. Yeah, the first thing that came to me was Big Love. <laughs> Big Love. <laughs> that wasn't even a movie. No, no. That was a good show, though. Then I was at True Lies. Doesn't Wait, die in True Lies. Bill Paxton was in True Lies? Yeah, he's the car salesman. He's the one that like tries to, to uh, lure Schwarzenegger's wife into believing that he's an agent. Oh, uh, okay. Remember, he's pathetic. <laughs> it's been so long since I've watched that movie. My dad, that was my dad's favorite movie growing up. He loved that movie. True Lies is a great movie. We watched it's, it. It's a like, comic book. Yeah. We watched it all the time. And now I can't even remember Bill Paxton in it. Twister. He was in Twister. He, he survived in, that. Yeah. He was the main character. Uh, that, was, that one was, what? Gary Ewells. He died in that one, though, didn't he? What's your favorite? Your, so obviously your favorite Bill Paxton movie is Aliens. Aliens. I really liked him in Weird Science. Weird Science, where he plays the fucking brother. Chet? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. That no, was great. Yeah. No, obviously Aliens, man. And then, all right, let me ask you this, though. Michael now, wasn't Bean, he okay. also, Sl- was his name Slater in Top Gun? No, he wasn't Slaughter in Top Gun. He wasn't he was in, in no, Top he, Gun. No, Bill Paxton wasn't in Top Gun. Are you sure? No, Tim Robbins was. Tim Robbins, I remember him. He was, he was Merlin. Mer- Merlin, right. Um, Val Kilmer, obviously, Iceman. Why do I remember him in Top Gun? Slaughter. No, it was that dude that was like in Navy SEALs with Bill Paxton. Right, he was in Navy SEALs. Oh, he died in Navy SEALs. He played God, the sniper with that big just yeah, that was a, sniper cannon. Another 90s movie. Total horseshit. Ooh, Navy SEALs. Total horseshit. <laughs> but it's funny, too. Like, Michael Bean and Bill Paxton, like, they're always in movies together. Always. Like, they were both in Tombstone together. I, I, do I have my phone on me? I'm going to look at the Bill Paxton filmography. <laughs> Bill Paxton. I'm, <laughs> I'm just interested in it. Like, why? Uh, this sudden interest in, Okay, let me ask you this. Michael Bean. Um, Michael Bean. Is um, Terminator, uh, Kyle Reese in Terminator, or Hicks in Aliens? Ooh. I, I love Hicks. Yeah. Hicks was great. Hicks was the, yeah. But in Terminator, I mean, he sells it. Reese, yeah. He sells it like, you are in deep fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, woman, listen to me. Listen to me now. His character was super relatable in, in Aliens, and he was kind of level-headed, and let's yeah. get out there, and let's do this thing. But in Terminator, he had to sell to you, we got to go. We've got... We've got to go now. This, this is thing is not going to stop. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, actually, Terminator is the okay people ask me like okay well what's your favorite action movie okay aliens because i think aliens is more action than it is sci-fi but aliens is awesome yeah and aliens is awesome you know mm-hmm. and they'll you know ask me mo- you know questions like that and then it's like what's your favorite romance movie i always tell them fucking terminator <laughs> <laughs> it is it's the greatest romance movie of all time the guy goes back in time for her what and then he? ends up becoming like his hero's father, like, but he does it all for her, man. And then she doesn't realize. And then he always wonders why she was so sad in the picture. And it's because he, she was thinking of him. I can't, I can't disagree with you that there is a love story going on, but quote unquote, Terminator love is story. a love. It's a love story. Is Terminator it? is a love story. Yeah. At its greatest essence, Terminator is a love story. Well, I mean, 
You're you, what, you, you think it's just about like a fucking like Android that comes about down and fucks shit up? No, that's just like a plot device. That's uh, this thing these two lovers have to go through. To the plot it. was what was happening. You know, was basically, you know, what what the root of the story was was the machine was the Terminator. It's called Terminator. Well, it's called Terminator because that sells tickets. No, it's not. It's the whole thing. It's the Terminator. Well, yeah, because there's this Terminator thing out to get her. But the guy wouldn't have come back time, you know, through time if he wasn't in love with her. Nailed Navy SEALs. It was Predator 2 as well. He was in that. That's what I said. That's the one where he gets his spine ripped out. Yep, we're we're back on Bill Paxton now. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm going okay. through the filmography. It took some time. Right. Aliens, yes. Miami Vice. Dude. Commando. He was, in ter- he was in Terminator. Greatest Streets of Fire, Greatest Terminator. love story of all time. You were right. He was not in Top Gun. Amazing. But he was in the greatest love story of all time. It's just not... Okay, all bullshit aside... I'm not bullshitting about all, Terminator. All bullshit aside, if I'm not you had to pick a quote-unquote chick flick love story, which one would it be? Terminator. Come on. Oh, man. <sighs> I have two. All right. Yeah, you started off. I can't. I love When Harry Met Sally. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't really do that one. And I love Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless. Both okay. great movies. Mm. Can watch those over and over again. Billy Crystal's a genius, first of all. Love Billy Crystal. Meg Ryan, very funny. Good compliment. And I'm, I'm particularly, as each year goes by, I've become more and more age-appropriate for the movie. <laughs> and now... Uh, there's a scene in the movie where he goes, uh, he says to Sally, he's like, and I'm going to be 40. And Billy Crystal goes, yeah, in eight years. <laughs> I, I always thought that even the age she was when I first saw the movie right. was old. Right, right. Now like I'm, in eight years, yeah. <laughs> now I'm the age she's afraid of being. Yeah, and I'm past the eight-year window. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> so weird to watch that movie now. Oh, you know what, though? Oh, man. There... There are a couple of other really good love stories. I'm trying to think. I mean, let's see if you'll name the one I'm thinking of. What's it about? Who's in it? There is fencing in it. Well, not fencing. There's sword play. Okay. There's an ex-WWF wrestler in it. The Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Oh, Andre the Giant. Billy Crystal Princess. is in it. That's true. Princess Bride was good. Princess Bride was good. Amazing love story. Wasn't it the greatest love that was ever... Greatest love story ever told. Yeah, greatest love story. Oh, you know what good love story? Robin Hood, Men in Tights. With, uh, you know, it is the key to the greatest treasure in all the world. Once again, Carrie Ewells. Is that Mel Brooks as well? Yeah. Brooks was a genius. Brooks is a genius. Yeah, Latrine used to be shithouse. Great joke. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not dumping on the comedy, but it's not a love story. No, it's not, I suppose. You're um, really difficult here. You just you won't want to be pinned I'm down. I'm trying to think. What is, um, I don't know, I think Drew Barrymore did a good one once. Never Been Kissed? Yeah, that one wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. I liked, I liked it. That wasn't bad. A, a great sort of, I don't know. We, is Clueless, my, does Clueless count? No. She's no. not in that, is she? No, that's Alicia no, Silverstone. That's a, that's a great movie as well. Yeah. I like background like movies. Like that's, you know, like them. Clueless. Like, you know, that was a girl movie that I liked. Like, quote unquote, girl movie. Mm, you're going to take some shit over that. I am going to take some shit over this. Yep. I, as soon as I said it, <laughs> right. I was like, oh, fuck me. Because I like it too, prick. I loved it. I had the soundtrack. 
prick. <laughs> Those are background movies, though. So. Yeah. Um, I like background movies. In my family, we rank movies from you know, like zero to ten, right? Yeah. And we're always hard pressed to give a movie a 10, like there's no 10, or you're kind of snobby about it. Right, right. But sixes and sevens are valuable. Oh, you become movies. the EA Sports of the genre then. How, oh, no. Well, we, we stopped giving out the 100 rating for players because no player's ever perfect. Yeah, I'm a little bit like that. Okay. Like you get an Alex Ovechkin getting a 93. Come on. Give the guy at least a fucking 97, 98. He is the greatest goal scorer right now. Listen, listen. Capitals fan. <laughs> stand standpoint here. When we're rating movies, the sixes and the sevens are would you know percentage wise fall into the D C minus category. But you need background movies. You need that movie you can flip on. It's not very heavy. It's got a kind of a, a comforting feel to it. It's familiar to you. It's it's background fodder. Love those kinds of movies. Like gross point blank. First time I saw it, I didn't like it very much. That was a good one, but see, I don't think you would let me count that one as a. Uh, I don't think you could count that in that genre. Do we actually ever see him kill anybody outside of his? Outside of Ackroyd attacking him. Uh, there were two kills. I guess he made. I no, remember. Well, he got Ackroyd right. Didn't, didn't Ackroyd kill the FBI agents in that? Yeah, Ackroyd was like the pure assassin. Yep, he killed another assassin. He killed two assassins. And I think that's it. Maybe there were some henchmen that he had to gun down. Yeah, he gunned down some henchmen in the end. Another good movie from the 90s. But you're still not coming up with this greatest love story ever told. I mean, you know. Well, you're no, literally it's pondering t- with a finger to the, to, the, yeah. to the jawline. I mean, I'm sorry, but Terminator is my favorite love story of all time. I, I just Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not going to apologize for that. You should apologize for not answering the question for a clear... Well, okay, I'm sorry that I can't name a quote-unquote chick flick for you that I right. just absolutely love off, a, off the top of my head. A romantic love story that you like. Like, there shouldn't be that many. I mean, just like, oh, well, I can't think of very many of this one's... This, I like this one. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess, you know, like I said, Never Been Kissed was all right. Uh, what was that one? Trapped on an Island, Gotta Fill the Genre, It's Never Been Kissed. As of this moment. Because I can't think of anything else. Nothing. Dead silence. No. Like, I know what Obi-Wan's would be. I think his would be the cutting edge. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very popular movie. Very popular. I could see how he would pick that. Like, here. Outside of Minnesota. Like, no one's heard of this movie outside of Minnesota, it seems like. Maybe you're right. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe right. not, maybe not. If you guys have heard the cutting edge and you live outside of Minnesota, God, let me know. Patrick something. Uh, DB Sweeney. DB Sweeney. That's it. DB Sweeney. Patrick Dempsey. I don't, yeah. Sweeney. But who was the girl? You know what? Actually. Okay. Okay. All right. I got to give Swayze some props. Ghost. Ghost is a good movie. Ditto. I mean, come on. Dirty dancing is it affects every age. Even my little niece that's I can never four, do I never loves did. dirty dancing. Yeah, I can never do dirty dancing. Um would Grease be considered one of those kind of movies? That's kind of a musical to me. Yeah. So like it it, it gets lumped in with like little shop of horrors? Yeah, yep, definitely. Okay. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Although go- love Little Shop of Horrors. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, I grew up on that. Lo- yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Just that cast was fucking incredible. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Ghost 
if I have to pick from that genre. <clears throat> and I haven't even watched that movie in forever. Ten minutes. Ten minutes you've been pondering this. And, yeah, that's the best. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give the Swayze man. I'm going to give him his credit. I'm going to go with Ghost. Well, I'm unhappy with your answer. You should be. I'm unhappy with it. It took too long. And it was very forced. We're going we're gonna to close the show right now on your unhappy answer. We're just going to Debbie Downer. Yep. So here's a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Next time you see us, we'll be with a, uh, um, a exotic. Pro, a pro? A pro. Be with a pro. We'll be with a pro. Hopefully. So, if she doesn't back out after hearing this, this dribble, awfulness. This mindless dribble. Yeah. Um, God, we just fucking geeked out on movies. That's all right. We're taking it easy this week. It's been, you know, everybody's yeah. going back to school. Yeah, there's, I had family in town all this last week and. I'm burnt out. Yeah, I mean, things things are happening. We just yeah. put this thing together. We put a lot of energy into yeah. figuring out all the logistics. We're working on YouTube. So even though it feels like we maybe kind of mailed it in just a little bit this week, there's yeah. things going on in the background that you will be thankful for. God, I hate myself this week. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> there guys, you go. There's your. There's your. There's your sad ending. Travis, God, Travis yeah. hates himself. Go ahead. Really put something behind it so they feel it. God, I fucking hate myself this week. Jim, you're a prick too. I'll see you later. Later. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast, or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you could just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com The time displacement equipment? That's right. The Terminator had already gone through. Connor sent me to intercept and they blew the whole place. How are you supposed to get back? I can't. Nobody goes home. Nobody else comes through. It's just him and me. It's just him and me. Why didn't you bring any weapons? Something more advanced? Don't you have uh, ray guns? Ray guns? (laughs) Show me a piece of future technology. You go naked. Something about the field generated by a living organism. Nothing dead will go. I didn't build a fucking thing. Okay, okay. But this cyborg, if it's metal... Surrounded by living tissue. All right. This is great stuff. I could make a career out of this guy. You see how clever this part is? How it doesn't require a shred of proof? And most paranoid delusions are intricate, but this is brilliant. Why were the other two women killed? Most of the records were lost in the war. Skynet knew almost nothing about Connor's mother. Her full name, where she lived, they just knew the city. That Terminator was just being systematic. Uh-huh. Well, let's go back to one other Look, thing. Look, you have heard enough. I have answered your questions. Now I have to see Sarah Connor. I'm afraid that's not up to me. Why am I talking to you? Because I Who is an authority here? Please, Shut up! You still don't get it, do you? You'll find her. That's what he does! That's all he does! You can't stop him!